Part two, chapter six of the life of Florence Nightingale, volume one. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Life of Florence Nightingale, Volume 1, by Edward Tyus Cook. The Reformer Continued. Parts 4 and 5. Part 4. The Queen had asked Miss Nightingale to make suggestions as to what Her Majesty could do to testify her sense of the courage and endurance so abundantly shown by her sick soldiers. One of the suggestions submitted was the rectification just mentioned. Another suggestion was that a firman should be immediately asked of the Sultan granting the military cemetery Escutari to the British, and that Her Majesty should have it enclosed by a stone wall. There are already, alas, wrote Miss Nightingale, about a thousand lying in this cemetery. Nine hundred were reported last week. We have buried one hundred in the last two days only. The spot is beautiful, overlooking the Sea of Marmora, and occupies the space between the general hospital wall and the edge of the sea cliff. The suggestion must have gone straight to the Queen's heart, for Miss Nightingale was informed that Her Majesty had written on the subject both to Lord Clarendon, the Secretary of State for Foreign Affairs, and to the British Ambassador to the Port. The firman was obtained in due course, and the well-kept British enclosure attracts the attention of travellers to this day by contrast with the Oriental burial places. It was again at Miss Nightingale's suggestion that a memorial obelisk, far seen in lonely splendor, was erected by Queen Victoria and her people. But I must not linger further over points of detail. Miss Nightingale's eye for detail did not prevent her from taking comprehensive views, and from time to time she sent to Mr. Herbert schemes of reorganization. In the following letter of January 8, 1855, she exposed the extent and nature of the evil in the hospitals and the kind of reform which was needed to remedy them. As the larger proportion of the army in which we are told that there are not 2,000 sound men is coming into hospital, as there are therefore thousands of lives at stake, as in a service where the future of the official servants is dependent upon the personal interest of one man, these cannot be expected to peril that future by getting themselves shelved as innovators." I feel that this is no time for compliments or false shame, and that you will never hear the whole truth, troublesome as it is, except from one independent of promotion. I subjoin a rough estimate of what has been given out by me during one month, the whole at the requisition of the medical men, all of which I have by me merely in order to substantiate the facts of the destitution of these hospitals. Since the 17th December, we have received 3,400 sick, and I have made no sum total as yet of what has been done for these newcomers by us, excepting for one quarter, which I enclose. 1. Thus the purveying is nil, that is the whole truth, beyond bedding, bread, meat, cold water, fuel, beyond the boiling en masse, 
in the great coppers of the general kitchen the meat is not cooked the water is not boiled except what is done in my subsidiary kitchens my schedule will show what i have purveyed i have refused to go on purveying for the third hospital the sultan's surreal the demands upon me there having been begun with twelve hundred articles including shirts the first night of our occupying it i refer you to a list of what was not in store and to a copy of one requisition upon me sent last letter two the extraordinary circumstance of a whole army having been ordered to abandon its kits as was done when we landed our men before alma has been overlooked entirely in all our system the fact is that i am now clothing the british army the sick were re-embarked at balaclava for these hospitals without resuming their kits also half-naked besides and when discharged from here they carry off small blame to them even my knives and forks shirts of course and hospital clothing also the men who were sent to abydos as convalescents were sent in their hospital dresses or they must have gone naked the consequence is that not one single hospital dress is now left in store and i have substituted turkish dressing-gowns from stamboul three bales in the passage are marked hospital gowns but have not yet been sat upon to purvey this hospital is like pouring water into a sieve and will be till regimental stores have been sent out from england enough to clothe the naked and refill the kit i have requisitions for uniform trousers for each and all of the articles of a kit sent in to me we have not yet heard of boots being sent out the men come into hospital half shod in a time of such calamity unparalleled in the history i believe of calamity i have a little compassion left even for the wretched purveyor swamped amid demands he never expected but i have no compassion for the men who would rather see hundreds of lives lost than waive one scruple of the official conscience three the hospital and army stores come out in the same vessels and up go our stores to balaclava and down they never come again or have not yet four the total inefficiency of the hospital orderly system as now is the french have a permanent system of orderlies trained for the purpose who do not re-enter the ranks it is too late for us to organize this but if the convalescents being good orderlies were not sent away to the crimea as soon as they have learnt their work if the commander-in-chief would call upon the commanding officer of each regiment to select ten men from each as hospital orderlies to form a depot here not young soldiers but men of good character this would give some hope of organizing an efficient corps above all that the class of wardmaster i shall mention should be sent out from england we require one an effective staff of purveyors out from england but beyond this two a head someone with authority to mash up the departments into uniform and rapid action he may as well stay at home unless he have power to modify the arrangements of departments made expressly by sir c trevelyan with mr reeford before he came away in may three we want medical officers four three deputy inspectors general whereas we have only one 
it is obvious from what has been said in former letters who if there are two deputy inspector generals made to these hospitals should be made deputy inspector general of this barrack hospital past and present efficiency being considered five we want discharged non-commissioned officers not past the meridian of life not the ambulance corps who all died of delirium tremens or cholera but the class of men employed as ward masters of military prisons or as barrack sergeants or hospital sergeants of the guards who can be highly recommended we want these men as ward masters and assistant ward masters as stewards they must be under the orders of the senior medical officer removable by him they must be well paid so as to make it worth their while say five shillings per day first class two shillings sixpence per day second class for they must be superior men not the rabble we have now n b there are three ward masters to each division of this hospital of which there are three containing eight hundred and odd sick in each the book of hospital regulations admirable in time of peace contains nothing for a time of war much less a time of war like this unexampled for calamity the hospital sergeants are of course up in the crimea with their regiments and we have nothing but such raw corporals and sergeants as can be spared new to their work to place in charge of the divisions and wards and these lord raglan complains of our keeping we must have hospital sergeants if there is to be the remotest hope of efficiency among the orderlies here six the orderlies ought to be well paid well fed well housed they are now overworked ill-fed and underpaid the sickness and mortality among them is extraordinary ten took sick in one division to-night i had written a plan for the systematic organization of these hospitals upon a principle of centralization under which the component parts might be worked in unison but on reconsideration deeming so great a change impracticable during the present heavy pressure of calamities here i refrain from forwarding it and substitute a sketch of a plan by which great improvement might be made from within without abandoning the forms under which the service is carried on this further scheme may however be given more shortly from a later letter january twenty eighth as the purveying seems likely to come to an end of itself perhaps i shall not be guilty of the murder of the innocents if i venture to suggest what may take the place of the venerable reeford cornelius agrippa had a broomstick which used to fetch water for his use when the broomstick was cut in two by the axe of an unwary student each end of the severed broom catching up a pitcher began fetching water with all its might were the purveyor here cut in three we might conceive some hope of having not only water but food also and clothing fetched us let there be three distinct offices instead of one indistinct one one to provide us with food two with hospital furniture and clothing three to keep the daily routine going there are now the three offices of the unfortunate purveyor and none of them are performed but the purveyor is supposed to be only the channel through which the commissariat stores pass theoretically but not practically it is so for practically reeford gets nothing through the commissary but employs a contractor 
now why should not the commissariat purvey the hospital with food perform the whole of purveyor's office number one the practice of drawing raw rations as here seen seems invented on purpose to waste the time of as many orderlies as possible who stand at the purveyor's office from four to nine a m drawing the patient's breakfast from ten to twelve drawing their dinner and to make the patient's meals as late as possible because it is impossible to get the diets thus drawn cooked before three or four o'clock the scene of confusion delay and disappointment where all these raw diets are being weighed out by twos and threes and fours is impossible to conceive unless one has seen it as i have day after day and one must have been as i have at all hours of the day and night in this hospital to conceive the abuses of this want of system raw meat drawn too late to be cooked standing all night in the wards etc 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 why should not the commissary send at once the amount of beef and mutton etc etc required into the kitchens without passing through this intermediate stage of drawing by orderlies let a commissary officer reside here let the ward masters make a total from the diet rolls of the medical men so many hundred full diets so many hundred half diets so many hundred spoon diets and give it over to the commissary officer the day before the next day the whole quantity the total of all the ward masters totals is given into the kitchens direct it should be all carved in the kitchens on hot plates and at meal times the orderlies come to fetch it for the patients carry it through the wards where an officer tells it off to every bed according to the bed ticket on which he reads the diet hung up at every bed the time and confusion thus saved would be incalculable punctuality is now impossible the food is half raw and often many hours after time some of the portions are all bone whereas the meat should be boned in the kitchen according to the plan now proposed and the portions there carved contain meat only pray consider this there might be besides an extra diet kitchen to each provision to each division a teapot issue of tea sugar etc to every mess for which stores make the ward master responsible arrowroot beef tea etc to be issued from the extra diet kitchens but into these details it is needless to enter to you two the second office of the purveyor now is to furnish upon requisition the hospital with utensils and clothing but let the hospital be furnished at once as has been already described in former letters if two thousand beds exist let these two thousand beds have their appropriate complement of furniture and clothing stationary and fixed whether these be originally provided by a commissary or a storekeeper let those who are competent decide the french appear to give as much too much power to their commissariat who are the real chiefs of their hospitals while the medical men are only their slaves as we give too little but the hospital being once furnished and a storekeeper appointed to each division to supply wear and tear let the ward masters be responsible let an inventory hang on the door of each ward of what ought to be found there let the ward masters give up the dirty linen every night and receive the same quantity in clean linen every morning let the patient shed his hospital clothing like a snake when he goes out of hospital be inspected by the quartermaster and receive if necessary from quartermaster's store 
what is requisite for his becoming a soldier again while the next patient succeeds to his bed and its furniture three the daily routine of the hospital this is now performed or rather not performed by the purveyor i am really cook housekeeper scavenger i go about making the orderlies empty huge tubs washerwoman general dealer storekeeper the purveyor is supposed to do all this but it is physically impossible and the filth and the disorder and the neglect let those describe who saw it when we first came let us have a hotel keeper a house steward who shall take the daily routine in charge the cooking washing and cleaning us the superintending the housekeeping in short be responsible for the cleanliness of the wards now done by one medical officer dr mcgrigor by me or by no one inspect the kitchens the wash houses be what a housekeeper ought to be in a private asylum with the french the chef d'administration the commissary as we should call him is the master of the orderlies and the medical men just come in and prescribe as london physicians do and go away again with us the medical officers are everything and have to do everything however heterogeneous the french system is bad because though there may be twenty things down on the cart for the medical man to choose his patient's diet from nominally the chef d'administration may have provided only two and the patient has no redress whether in any new plan the house stewards have the command of the orderlies or the medical man which i am incompetent to determine whichever it be let us have a governor of the hospital as it is a military hospital a military head is probably necessary as governor on september twenty eighteen fifty five a royal warrant was issued reorganizing the medical staff corps for the better care of the sick and wounded revising the duties of the several officers and improving their pay any one who cares to refer to this warrant and to compare it with miss nightingale's letters just given will see that in large measure her suggestions were adopted by the war department miss nightingale was careful as we have seen not to interfere with the doctors and though she thought that as administrators some of them were ineffective she bore willing testimony to their skill and devotion with some few exceptions in their proper work but she could not abstain from deploring one great omission and she offered to subscribe largely towards repairing it one thing which we much require she wrote to mr herbert february twenty two eighteen fifty five might easily be done this is the formation of a medical school at scutari we have lost the finest opportunity for advancing the cause of medicine and erecting it into a science which will probably ever be afforded there is here no operating room no dissecting room post-mortem examinations are seldom made and then in the dead house the ablest staff surgeon here told me that he considered that he had killed hundreds of men owing to the absence of these no statistics are kept as to between what ages most deaths occur as to modes of treatment appearances of the body after death etc 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 and all the innumerable and most important points which contribute to making therapeutics a means of saving life and not as it is here a formal duty our registration generally is so lamentably defective that often the only record kept is a man died on such a day 
there is a kiosk on the esplanade before the barrack hospital rejected by the quartermaster for his stores which i have asked for and obtained as a school of medicine it is not used now for any purpose three hundred or four hundred pounds which i would willingly give would put it in a state of repair it is not overlooked and is in every way calculated for the purpose i have named the medical teaching duties could not be carried on efficiently with a less staff than two lecturers on physiology and pathology and one lecturer on anatomy who will be employed in preparing the subject for demonstration and performing operations for the information of the juniors this suggestion also was in part adopted an excellent dissecting room was built provided with numerous instruments microscopes and other apparatus section five and so this woman of ideas went on week by week month by month pouring in requisitions hints plans to the government at home sometimes getting things done as she wanted at others making suggestions which had they been adopted would still more have conduced to efficiency something of that calm and clear sagacity which impressed queen victoria and prince albert when they made her personal acquaintance was reflected in her appearance and demeanour as observed by eye-witnesses at scutari in appearance wrote mr osborne miss nightingale is just what you would expect in any other well-bred woman who may have seen perhaps rather more than thirty years of life her manner and countenance are prepossessing and this without the possession of positive beauty it is a face not easily forgotten pleasing in its smile with an eye betokening great self-possession and giving when she wishes a quiet look of firm determination to every feature her general demeanour is quiet and rather reserved still i am much mistaken if she is not gifted with a very lively sense of the ridiculous in conversation she speaks on matters of business with a grave earnestness one would not expect from her appearance she has evidently a mind disciplined to restrain under the principles of the action of the moment every feeling which would interfere with it she has trained herself to command and learned the value of conciliation towards others and constraint over herself i can conceive her to be a strict disciplinarian she throws herself into a work as its head as such she knows well how much success must depend upon literal obedience to her every order it was soon perceived at scutari that miss nightingale was a power she mentioned incidentally at a later period a curious fact which shows the way in which officers appealed to her as a kind of emergency man in eighteen sixty two she was pressing the war office to separate the function of banker from that of purveyor and she illustrated the confusion caused by the amalgamation from her own experience among the instances was this i had at scutari thousands of sovereigns at a time in my bedroom entrusted to me by officers who preferred making me their banker because of the perpetual discord offend the commissary or purveyor and you won't be able to get your money it was soon perceived also that miss nightingale was the person who if any one could get things done and any official who had an idea took it to her 
in the letters to sidney herbert she sometimes bids him know that what she says does not merely come from poor me but represents the views of all the best men here but she i think was the best man of them all such was the opinion at any rate of a man among men the redoubtable sidney godolphin osborne every day he wrote in describing his experience at scutari brought some new complication of misery to be somehow unravelled every day had its peculiar trial to one who had taken such a load of responsibility in an untried field and with a staff of her own sex all new to it hers was a post requiring the courage of a cardigan the tact and diplomacy of a palmerston the endurance of a howard the cheerful philanthropy of a mrs fry miss nightingale fills that post and in my opinion is the one individual who in this whole unhappy war has shown more than any other what real energy guided by good sense can do to meet the calls of sudden emergency and hence it was too that any official who felt the urgency of some particular need in his own department carried his case to the lady-in-chief did a surgeon want some point represented with special urgency to the authorities at home he went to miss nightingale did a purveyor want some special authority from the military to facilitate his task he went to miss nightingale the centre of initiative at scutari was in the sisters tower and going to miss nightingale had something of the magic that in earlier days was found in going to mr pitt end of the reformer continued